Thanks for your company. The way interest rates are set in Australia is getting a major overhaul. An independent review into the Reserve Bank is being released later this morning. And it's likely that the current board, which has delivered 10 interest rate rises since last May, will be stripped of its powers to set rates and a second board will be given that job instead. The federal government's already backing all 51 recommendations from the review, but one of the big unknowns is whether the RBA's governor, Philip Lowe, is going to keep his job. Our senior business correspondent is Peter Ryan. Peter, so many Australians have been hurt by higher interest rates. What can we expect from this review? Well, David, uh, this ground-shifting review was ordered last July by Treasurer Jim Chalmers could see the biggest shake-up of the Reserve Bank since it was given full independence from government in the mid-1990s. The full report is out later on this morning, but so far what we know is that it makes 51 specific recommendations. The federal government's expected to agree with all, in principle, including a continuation of the RBA's independence and support for the current mandate of keeping inflation in the 2 to 3% target ban. It's well above that target at the moment. Now, one of the big changes will be the establishment of a separate monetary policy board as we see in other big economies in the UK and Canada alongside a governance board to deal with the perceived problems of communication and transparency so that rate setting power would be diluted from Governor Philip Lowe whose guidance and dominance in rate setting decisions would be challenged. Now Jim Chalmers has said that he wants the shake up to be bipartisan. Shadow Treasurer Angus Taylor was given the report a week ago and speaking on RN Breakfast Mr Taylor back the creation of a separate monetary policy board. Look, the key here is to make sure uh, we have a group of people around the table making the interest rate decisions who are very focused, who have deep expertise, where there's real intellectual diversity. And uh, one way to achieve that is the separation of this monetary policy board or committee, uh, as, as other countries have. Uh, and we, we think this is well worth consideration. So, Peter, what about the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe? Will he survive this review? Well, David, uh, recently Philip Lowe has been criticised for not doing enough press conferences, but he's doing just that later on today where he'll make a statement and take questions from reporters who will no doubt ask if he was planning to step down or hang tough, despite his ill-fated signal during the pandemic that interest rates would probably stay near zero until 2024. They've, of course, now surged to 3.6% on the cash rate. Now, this wasn't a trigger for the review, but no doubt it was a major talking point and raise questions about Mr Lowe's judgment. And recently, Mr Lowe's been sticking to his knitting, signalling he's not going anywhere. His term expires in September, and Jim Chalmers says there'll be a decision on Philip Lowe's future in June and whether he'll be reappointed or if a lifelong career at the RBA is about to be truncated. And, Peter, while we've got you, there's been a lot of attention lately on people falling victim to banking scams, and now a new report is warning the banks themselves need to lift their game. What does it say? Yeah, lift their game indeed and this report from the corporate regulator ASIC is saying that $550 million was scammed from almost 32,000 bank customers last year and ASIC's found the overall approach to fight scams is variable. Banks have inconsistent and narrow approaches in determining liability where victims haven't always been well supported. Also that bank customers rather than banks themselves are left to account for 96% of losses with compensation rates ranging between 2 and 5% of the money scanned. I went through this poor report card with ASIC Deputy Chair Sarah Court, who's put banks on notice.
we think amongst the big four banks, we know that significant amounts of money is lost by scam victims uh, through the banks, so the big four banks and the other financial institutions. We saw that consumers that complained to their bank uh, did better, not a lot better, but certainly got more reimbursement or compensation from the bank than those uh, that did not. We're not talking about people who've lost a dollar here or there, but people who've lost uh, money in the tens of thousands, maybe in the, the hundreds of thousands. Are banks showing enough compassion and understanding to customers, particularly older Australians? We recognise that the losses potentially suffered by these people can be life-changing, uh, simply life-changing. All financial institutions and the banks need to ensure that they have staff properly trained in order to deal with these very significant issues being faced by their customers. ASIC has found that there was only reimbursement or compensation in around 11% of cases. Is that good enough? We did find that once a payment has been made, that the compensation rates or reimbursement rates from the banks are really are very small, but range from just 2 to 5%. We need to look at this and take a, a whole of economy response to what is a, you know, an epidemic um, of loss for Australian consumers. This half a billion dollars is just the tip of the iceberg. That's Sarah Court, the Deputy Chair of the Corporate Regulator ASIC, and before her, Peter Ryan.